0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Across the Arrow's Productions' very own Longbow Hunters, The Arrow Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to covering DC Entertainment and the CW's hit superhero television series, Arrow, and all things Green Arrow. I'm your host, Michael J. Petty, and with me is my good friend and crime fighter,
1: Wu S. King.
0: Yes, how are you doing, Wu?
1: I am. I do. I am doing wonderful. And yes, I do. Wa- I do watch
0: my surroundings. Yes, which is very good. Um, guys, on this episode of Longbow Hunters, we will be covering the twenty eighth episode of Arrow entitled "League of Assassins." We will be covering the first installment of the uh the bows slash CW Arrow tie in miniseries entitled "Blood Rush," which is starring Emily Bett Felicity Smoke and Colton Haynes, Roy Harper. We will be talking about the DC Universe Easter eggs within this episode, and I will be giving a short review of issue 25 of the new 52 Green Arrow comic book written by Jeff Lemire with art by Andrea Sorrentino. So with that, we'll, let's get into League of Assassins, which was written by Jake Coburn and Z Greenberg, and it was directed by Wendy Stansler. Okay, okay. What
1: happened, in, what happened in this episode? Nothing really happened in it, right?
0: No, actually, we can probably just skip it. Let's just move on to Blood Rush. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's, yeah, let's move on to Blood Rush. No, first of all, Sarah's new, new death scene. This is actually a first for barrel that we actually do um, a flashback from somebody else's perspective. Yes. Because, quite frankly, The Undertaking, I don't really count The Undertaking, because it really had no, no people's POV. It had no particular one person's POV. It was basically just everybody.
0: Yeah, it was everybody from Oliver to Laurel to Mora to Robert and then Walter, of course, and Malcolm.
1: Yeah. And and really the only POV kind of prospects we get on this series is through Oliver because it's not through shadows it's not through sleep at least not yet but so we got more more of an idea of series characters through I mean, this new death scene I like the continuity I know I know you were talking about continuity between the new actors and the former actors but at least they kept the original flashback scene from the pilot more or less attacked. In this one we do find out that Sarah is talking to her father via via cell phone while she's half naked on oliver's like bug. Yes.
0: yes.
2: Yeah.
1: And well and nothing really to say on this new this scene. I really liked how they pretty much kept it like exactly the same from the one we saw on the pilot. What do you think, Michael?
0: Yeah, I see, here's the thing, when they recast an actress and redo a scene, it only works if you do the scene the same way you did it the first time, and I think they did a wonderful job at capturing that, and I think they did a wonderful job of staying true to what last season established, at least in terms of the boat and the sinking and all that, so I, I thought it was very good, I thought what they did was very good, And I, and I liked how they expanded on Sarah's journey afterwards, it felt very natural, but we'll talk about that a little bit later.
1: Yeah. What did you think about the Oliver and Sarah scenes, not only at the Queen of State, but in the Arrow Cave? I thought, I thought these actors have wonderful wonderful chemistry, these two performers.
2: What do
0: you think? Oh, absolutely. I think so, too. I think Stephen and uh, Katie Lloyds I think is her name, are are very good together. Very Probably some of the best chemistry we've seen um, in terms of couples on screen on this show. I'm sorry, but I
1: really was kind of like... Uh, say, poppy talk to Sarah being at the estate and Thea just not noticing that she's there. Unless they actually do a very good job of showing that, you know, Thea is at Roy's all the time, you know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah, and I was just going to say, for the record, Oliver does say that she spends most of her time with Roy at Roy's or at Verdant, so it's not like she's really even there.
2: But
1: still, like... I... Yeah, but I, I, was, I would I would be, like, really skeptical of, so, like, even if you, like, stop by your house just to pick something up, and Sarah's there, like, you wouldn't notice it. But, like, again, the like, Queen Estate is big. Well, so I guess you, but, but the here's the thing, too.
0: It. Here's the thing, too, Wu. How would none of the staff at the Queen Estate, because we do know there are staff members there, how would none of them realize it? Yeah.
1: Unless it's an entirely new stuff that like didn't grow grow up with Oliver. But anyway, it's just a, a nitpicky thing. I like I like the interaction between Sarah and Oliver at the Arrow Cape Two where we where we fight, where whoa I mean, can we like jump in a little bit to the League of Assassins? What, what happens happened in the episode involving the League of Assassins? I got bust through the window of the Queen of and Oliver automatically thinks it's Malcolm Merlin. back from the dead.
0: I love that. I loved that he yeah. initially thought it yeah. was Malcolm. And he's like
1: Merlin. And, and what what great fight scenes throughout this episode, but mainly like oh let's just talk about the this first one. I thought for I thought for like just like an opening credit fight sequence. This one's actually really good because I was not expecting it to be that engrossing in that detail, and I love that typical League League of Assassins character. Uh, he he uses the and session to get away.
0: Absolutely. Well I love the part where Sarah literally takes a beam from like the ceiling and uses it to fight this guy. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. And in and in the in in, in the arrow cave they Sarah does Sarah does discuss a, a little bit more of what she was talking about in the episodes prior of why she left and what her background was. And, now, and even though we the, uh, well, I, I don't want to say we the audience, we the hardcore comic book fans have a pretty pretty good idea of why she didn't contact Laura, Mulde, Dinah, Dina or Kristen is because she's a member of the League of Assassins. And I like uh, I like, well, first of all, let me take a step back. Love the interactions between Sarah and Felicity.
0: Yes. I loved how Sarah called her cute. That was hilarious. Yeah, and you're cute. But the
1: reveal of the League of Assassins, I love that Oliver and Dig know who they are.
0: Yes. And and Dig didn't even think they were real. I like that too.
1: like DC continuity it's unnecessarily but like when Rajah Ghoul shows up in Batman the animated series like like the first thing Bruce Wayne says to him is you're real I didn't yeah. know you were real
2: yeah
1: cause the name Raj Ghoul has been in the criminal underworld or the underworld in general for like depending on which kind of newity you want to go by by centuries yeah and the so the simple fact that the you know, Oliver the look that Oliver says
0: pretty much tells the
1: story, like, oh my god, the League of Assassins. Yes. And the League of Assassins, not that much different than what even the comics actually, hardly at all. It's
2: exactly the
1: same. Yeah.
0: Pretty much. I mean, pretty much there's really nothing different. They have the same goals in mind. They wear very similar black uniforms. They use different weapons except for guns, and stuff like that. I mean, and, they're not very and different.
1: And can, and, can you, and can you really change the League of assassins, or do you really want to? I mean, I'm being honest here. Like, no. do you really want to change those assassins much?
0: No, you shouldn't need to. I mean, they are what they are for a reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, um, and, and they're trying to find, how do
0: you pronounce this guy's name? You... al o
1: Oh uh, well, I'm just gonna call it
0: owl. Court of owls. <laughs> yes, court of owls. No, that was the
1: dollmaker. Um, what what did you think about this guy's characterization?
0: He seemed like the very generic <laughs> League of Assassins member. <laughs> I mean, he didn't really stand out or anything.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I I just. Guess... Yeah, yeah, and I kind of wanted him to, but you know what? For what it was, because we
0: all know that the legal sentence is not going to go away after this episode. Exactly, and I did, I did think it was interesting that you find out that this guy apparently is the one who trained Malcolm, and I also find it interesting that yeah. it takes two people instead of just one, like Oliver would have done with Malcolm last season, to take this guy down.
1: Yeah, and and I love, I love when. A green arrow tracks him down, and without even a flinch, he catches
0: the arrow behind him. Yes. I, I, like, he do, he doesn't even have to quickly turn around. He kind of just does it.
1: Yeah. No, no it's like, he, it's not a nonchalant. It's just like normal movement for him. He just catches it without even thinking about it. Which yeah. is scary, because Oliver's not really fought somebody that's actually smarter than he is, yet. Yeah.
0: And what's very interesting is, if you compare the way wall caught the owl to how Matt. Me- the arrow to how um, Malcolm Merlin caught the arrow. Malcolm Merlin had to quickly move his hand. This guy didn't even have to quickly do it. He kind of just turned and did it. Yeah, that's
1: what scared me. It's like, you're not, dude, you're not even trying.
0: Yeah. It's just natural. Yeah. It's like breathing that, that, to him. That,
1: that, shocked, that shocked me. Um, the child of gold Goldberg you return.
0: I think it was in that scene, the first scene in the warehouse. Yes, it was. Now, Wu, I have a I have a little theory on this and you can and you can okay. agree with me or disagree with me on your will. I'm wondering if the I'm child of Ra's al Ghoul here
1: Kidding
0: <laughs> I'm wondering if, if the child of Rosal Ghoul here because it doesn't say that the child initiated their return or even ordered it, Rosal Ghoul did that, according to the show. But I'm wondering if the child of Rachel Ghoul is actually Sarah's child, too.
1: What do you mean? What do you mean?
0: As in, Sarah and Rachel Ghoul together.
1: Oh, you're you thinking that Sarah slept abroad?
0: Well, or he forced himself upon her.
1: So you don't think there's a tie in this universe?
0: I'm not saying that I don't think there is, because there easily could be, but the way they talk about it, it seems like this is more of a child as opposed to the daughter. Because they say the child, they don't say the daughter, or anything like that. It, yeah. it, it sounds more demeaning, yeah. saying child, as opposed to referring to Talia as the daughter of Ra's you know? Maybe maybe they can't say daughter just because they're deluding Talia and
2: you
1: can't. I don't know, but you could you could be right, but I I would be more leaning towards it because I think it's kind of like what the Miracle and the uh, the bodyguard chick was in the Wolverine.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Where, like Kaya and Sarah are really good friends, and she, she wants she wants to return. She being Kaya.
0: Interesting. Okay, that and see that would work too.
1: I think Roz wants to kill kill Sarah for her, quote-unquote, disobedience. And and Talia's like, if you return to me, I'll talk to my dad. And we'll try to swing things over. I'm assuming that Talia really doesn't have a lot of female friends, being where she grew up and how she grew up.
0: Yeah. Well, and what's interesting about saying the child, too, is really it doesn't necessarily even have to mean Talia. Because it could mean her two siblings. Because Talia also had a brother and a sister. Yeah. Rachel which, Gould yeah, had would three be
1: children. Which would be a nice change from what we all know about, you know, the League of Assassins. Because quite honestly, because of Nolan's like, Dark Knight trilogy, like, it's very standard that it's just Raj and Talia. It would be nice to actually establish, like, brother other children.
0: Yeah, because his other daughter, Nasa, I think is how you pronounce her name, she's really bloodthirsty. Like, she is pure evil, unlike Talia, who kind of wavers in between. And her and his son, and I don't remember his name, but he's the same way. And it would be very interesting to see those characters as opposed to seeing Talia like we're uh, used to. Do you, think, do, you think,
2: do
1: you think you could be the, the son of Ra's and Errol? I mean, if that's, if, that's, if, that's the, if that's the kid, maybe he's like a scorned lover.
0: That would be very interesting.
1: Yeah, but 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 you know, any anything's possible. But I'm open. I'm open to anything. Um, yeah. the fight the fight scene in the warehouse was fantastic. I actually liked it a little bit better than the fight scene at, you know the concert, which we'll get to. But really great music. I told Blake Blakey that in. In you know, a social media message, really enjoyed the music and both that, that fight scene in the warehouse and in the clock tower. Probably the best fight work that we've seen on the series so far. Great work by Bam and his team.
0: I thought it was very cool how they were jumping and using their surroundings to help them fight. Both the ninjas and the heroes. But I thought that was very cool. Yes. Yes. But. But yeah, I thought it was very cool. I, I enjoyed it a lot. The both fights were very, very good.
1: Okay, Richard Donner's offer to Moira Queen. Wait,
0: what? No, Richard Donner? Huh? What? <laughs> ha ha ha. Yeah. Okay, so.
1: His, uh, his, offer, his offer was verisimilitude. It was.
0: <laughs> now, his offer.
1: His offer was life
0: His offer being life, imprison, life imprisonment, right? That was the yeah, offer, initially. Yeah. That, yeah. I, it seems like, it seems like in this episode, for the, at least most of it, Mora really wants to give up. She's really done, she doesn't want her secrets to come out, and she's content where she is.
1: Yeah, and, I don't, I don't know if it's done coming out, or she just wants this crap to be pretty much end.
0: Yeah, I really think it's a
1: combination. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead.
0: I just said I really think it's a combination with her at this point, because she does seem very tired, but she's also worried, as she admits to Jean Loring in last week's episode, about secrets.
2: And
1: and um and we oh and. We'll get to this later on in the episode with her decision, but oh, just looking at it from Morris' point of view, she's been up through this like you know, living under the control of Malcolm Merlin for six years. And even when he's even when he's gone, she, she's still the one holding the bag more or less. In terms of what happened with the undertaking lessons. And you know what? If you're in Morris <laughs> More shoes, If any of our audience were in more shoes, I don't think we would think anything different. To be quite honest, it's just
0: a very human thing to think. Yeah. Well, and and what you said, Wu, about her being under his control for six years, we don't know if it's even been longer than that.
2: Yeah. Me too. Uh, or, that there, or that there
1: was a relationship even before. I mean, obviously there was. We saw that in the Undertaking episode. They were friendly to each other. But, may, but maybe there was something more that Robert D. didn't even know. I'm just throwing a, a possible crackpot there. But, but, Laurel and Oliver, um, the reason, the reason, of course, um, this takes place, is because of two things. Number one, the League of Assassins, Sarah says might go after Quentin and, um, and... Laurel. Um, um, Laurel, that's why, that's why, that's why Felicity tries to talk to Quentin under no avail, and this is why Oliver shows up at Laurel's work. No, they had a previous scene where, at the end of a daughter's deal where Um, Oliver asked Laurel why he he took you. Why is he, um, being on the prosecution of mother's case? I I believe Laurel's explanation of I'm new, there's no, I have no choice in the matter. I had to take the case, I don't have enough seniority to say no. I understood that. Um, I think there's something more there, though.
0: Um, I think she's still mad at Mora about Tommy. I think that's part of it.
1: Well, well, yeah, well, yeah, you can see that in her face. But I also think that because of her feelings for Oliver, she was feeling a little bit guilty about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, she was.
1: Um, the scene.
0: And we disliked her, well, at least I disliked her for the first half of last last year, really. She didn't seem to have really much of a yeah. purpose other than just to be the main female character. And now it seems like they're kind of going back to that a little bit. But now I think they actually have a reason for it. Hopefully. Part of that reasoning, too, I think is really because she kind of just comes on too strong to people. And I don't think she realizes that, but she does. And I think that's what makes people go away.
1: Here's here's my thing with Laurel. People hate me for saying this. Right, because she comes on way too strong, like you said. But also, when uh, that person comes on strong, back she re- she retreats, she retracts. I, I think that's why she she like people end up leaving. Not not her mom and dad necessarily, not Sarah, but in terms of Tommy and in terms of of Oliver. Well, I think Oliver more so than Tommy because I think one of the reasons why. No, so she cheated on her. with Sarah was because oh, well, you just said she comes on way too strong. And when, when the other person wants to commit, they retreat, or she retreats, I should
0: say. Yeah. Well, and quite honestly, I relate the character of Laurel a lot to the character of Lana in Smallville for those same reasons. Yeah. And and the, and, and I think and I think <laughs> for both characters also something that we kind of forgot to add is that they think that everyone has a secret against them that they can't know about and that everyone tells everyone else and that's usually not the case in any situation. But even what's if it the, is, the, the, there's the, a reason. And I hate to go back to this joke from
1: last season when Tommy tells Laurel that she's an open hearted, warm, kind person. But Laurel is very judgmental. Yeah. Extremely she judgmental. Yeah, and really, I think with Sarah coming back, when, when Sarah reveals herself, true Laurel, and <coughs> excuse me, the the reforming or the reshaping of that relationship, I, th- I think probably towards the end of this ne- the end of this season, towards the second half of this season, I should say, that a little bit of that is going to go away.
0: Yeah, well, and and I think to to Tommy's point, I think she can be like that. With the people she loves, when she feels like it. But I think she's also that way to people that she just doesn't even know, like the um, like the little boy from Home Invasion who lost his parents.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and not to go on a whole Laurel tangent or anything. I just want to say this. I again, one more time, I see Laurel's feelings. I can see when she feels that way. Because let's be honest, um, Sarah didn't leave crazy. Sarah didn't leave her mother. Sarah, Sarah didn't portray them. She portrayed Laurel.
2: Right.
1: And same with Oliver. Pretty much same with Tommy. So, like, anybody that tries to get close to her, I understand why she thinks that it's no bueno, it's no good, it's not, it's not, you know, whatever. I can understand why she feels the way she feels. And, and if we go
0: back, a little bit to last season, if we go back to the tie-in comics from last year, and sorry guys to keep going on this, but even the the issue where it talks about Sarah's backstory and how bad of a person she was, which, yes, she kind of was a bad person before the boat, but Laurel, the way she handled Sarah, was also not very good. And the fact that both of them couldn't cooperate with each other because both of them were kind of terrible people, that drove them apart, and that drove Sarah to betray Laurel, and then Laurel to, you know... Be where she is today,
1: and some of them were both terrible but in different ways, I think. Yes, I think that's the best way you can it up between those two. Um, going, going to going to um, Laurel, Laurel, Laurel needing a friend, do you, do, do you think at this point Oliver is more in love with Sarah than he is with Laurel? Yes. Because well, well, honestly, well.
0: Let me let me rephrase he, that. I think he may have stronger feelings for Sarah. I don't know if he's necessarily in love with her like he was with Laurel.
2: Well,
1: because he, well, it's kind of like this thing, like the opposite of, I mean, uh, opposite of his relationship with Tommy. He he didn't have enough time to make what whatever he did wrong with Tommy right. Sure he has one with Sarah.
0: Yes. And he also has more time with Laurel.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing: here's the relationship with Laurel is surrounded by guilt, a lot of it. And I don't think, and I don't think, anytime soon, that's ever gonna go away just because of what happened with Tommy. There isn't that with Sarah right now. Yes, that is yes. Yeah, and I I have I have to really I have to really think that Laurel is gonna get into a relationship that is gonna be purely like physical and sexual.
0: Probably with Don. I, I
1: don't know with
0: who. Probably with Don.
1: Yeah, because it's only because that's the only thing that she can ex- accept right now, quite honestly, is sex. And no, this is not me, me making a joke like I usually do on this podcast. I being mean, am 110% serious. I think that's the only relationship that she can actually, like, handle right now. It's just a purely sexual one.
3: And how
0: messed up would it be is if instead of Donner, she went to blood?
1: And I think it's even going to be one of those two. I don't think Donner is going to last very much longer on the series.
0: I have a I feeling someone's going to kill him.
1: You do or you don't? I do. Yeah, because at this point, do you really need the character?
0: No, he's kind of just there to be Laurel's boss, and it's kind of... I mean, I get it, but it's also really not needed.
1: Yeah, I mean, it will... But it was more or less pretty much what Colin Solomon's character was last season, but at least Colin Solomon actually has ties to the people in the story. There's right, and at
0: least and has, at least people cared about so that honestly. character too. Yeah, like
1: really, you haven't. I mean, I mean, with Brother Blood being on the show, is this character really being needed at all? Why not just make Brother Blood the District Attorney?
0: Right, because they're really at this point the same character.
1: Yeah, to the point where I actually in the first episode I thought they were the same guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they even look alike too.
1: Yeah, so I really have to I really have to believe unless you make Adam Donner related to to Brother Blood so I'm like I really don't think we're gonna see this character like like for very much longer on the show. But Alone has a friend. It's called Mr. Bill and Mr. Boots.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, pill popping Laurel. Yeah,
1: and just and just because like and just because that she's not drinking doesn't mean that she doesn't have issues. And I think that's what this episode was about for her. I really have to think that she's gonna get fired this season.
0: Yeah, because or
1: lose her life.
0: yeah, and who knows? Maybe us comic book fans will be will be pleased if maybe she gets fired and she opens up her own floral shop instead.
1: Yeah, because quite, because quite honestly, like at at this point, Laura will never quit being an attorney. Like that's not her character type. Yeah. I I think uh, within this within this I think I think. uh, this is probably well, more likely that she will lose her license, like Clint said in the Crucible, and it, it will be kind of like a downward spiral, a spiral. spiral And you know what? I may not like it, but at least the story is compelling and something
0: else. And at least you're doing something with her. Exactly. At
1: least there's an end point for the world. But, uh, um, we already kind of touched on, um, Arrow and Canary versus Bully. Um, We'll we'll skip on to that because that actually leads into like the thing I'm about to talk to right now. Did you like Quinn Quinn and Morals reunion and Sarah revealing stuff to Quinn?
0: Yes, I liked it a lot. I thought it was very well done. I thought Paul oh, Blackthorne was amazing. Jeez, it was great. Well,
1: because. Sarah, Sarah assumes
0: correctly that the only way she's going to stay away is if she reveals herself to him. Well, and like everyone in her family, or like every yeah, like everyone in her family, Dinah doesn't really get along with anyone else. So she wants to go to Dinah, and of course she's not going to go to Laurel at this point. So she's going to go to the one person that actually understands her, and the one person that will accept her for who she is.
1: Exactly and that's why and uh, yeah, you just mentioned the reason why she doesn't go to war is that there's too much baggage the reason that she doesn't go to Dinah is quite honestly she's not there in Star Wars, and so
0: no and they didn't <laughs> and, get along and
1: the only per- yeah and the only person that she can she can get along with is Quicken I did like the scene when she revealed herself and the way that Paul Blackmon played it was absolutely fantastic like you said because he played it like anybody would. Like, is this a ghost? This isn't real. This is me drinking again. What is this? And when they finally embrace him, I'm
0: like, oh. Like, quite honestly, I think Paul Blackthorne is probably the most improved actor of this series for this season. Like, I really well, think yeah, Teddy Cassidy has to... improved, but he has improved more well, than any because...
1: other one. Well, yeah, because, it... well, yeah, because Blackthorne actually is in this episode in this season like unlike last year where he was like an ancillary character right which which sadly though has like like moved David Ramsey kind of down a couple of takes but that's another story for another time I love this scene in the Chinese restaurant I love um um Sarah. Well, the other reason why Sarah doesn't really want to reveal herself, particularly to her father, is because she's ashamed of what she became. And she said that in the Arrow Cave. Like, it was pretty much like the equivalent of what Bruce Wayne was in Batman Begins, where he had to kill that one guy and he wouldn't. I think I think Sarah seeing that guy's family that she killed, that one diplomat guy, um, I think that's one of the and seeing the reaction of his children, that brought her back to the world of the world, well, back to reality, and said, said to herself, okay, this is not right. Yeah. This is not good.
0: What I think would be very good.
1: Interesting... Of... Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no. Well, I was going to say, with the, the League of Assassins, we need to make clear that in almost every version of the comics, they don't go after like bad guys or particularly good guys, they go after people the power because they want it like in Batman Begins, like Rajoku said, they want to destroy civilization so they they can be reborn again.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I and I like the continuity here, even though it's not really it's do you see continuity of the the real heroes won't take another Take another person's life just to just to prove their allegiance. Like they're not automatons. They're not these mindless droids that you tell them to kill and they will. The, the, the good guys are the actual people that will say, "Yeah, I killed, but I'm not proud of it, and I'm actually disgusted with myself." And we see it in the scene in the Chinese restaurant, and when she and when Sarah gets jumpy.
0: Absolutely. Well, and we saw it in the premiere with Oliver.
1: Yeah. I love that scene after, after like, the clock or the warehouse where Sarah's being stitched up and she doesn't even flinch.
0: Yes, that was very cool. I definitely
1: like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and we, we see that she also has a lot of scarring like Oliver does.
0: Yep. Mostly on her back, yeah. but but like Oliver, yeah, definitely there. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry that we're bouncing around a lot of this stuff, but we are going to go to the quad, the quad tower right now. Um, I love I love the explanation of the named Canary. I thought that was fantastic.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. and I love Sarah. I love Sarah's little monologue where she says, "People forget a lot of things. I never forgot you, Dad."
0: Absolutely. Yes, that was very good. That was very well and, written.
1: And and in, re- and in retrospect, I was like saying, "Okay, she's either gonna die or she's gonna leave." And she left. But the scene, the scene in the in the oh, I keep wanting to call, I keep wanting to oh, watchtower, but it's not watch watchtower, <laughs> um, the clock tower, um,
0: the birds of prey tower. I, I
1: love, I, lo- I, lo- I love, the, I love, that the League of Assassins know who christian is.
2: Yes. Like, and there, I... and,
1: and, and, Oh,
0: go ahead, go ahead. I love, I love when uh, the one member when he's fighting Quentin, he takes out Quentin's gun and then he just pulls out a spare. I love it.
2: Yeah,
1: and I, and I, but in a sense, cheap writing to think that oh, how did he know? How did he know Quentin? He knows, he knows him because the League of Shadows does their homework on people.
0: Yeah, and they don't even use the internet, so huh.
1: Well, they probably they probably they probably, they probably funded people that created the internet. So there you go. Um, love that Quint lance in this fight scene wasn't just like wasn't just like getting bounced around. He actually did put up a
2: good fight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the one of the best parts about the whole fight too was when um Quint was shooting at the one ninja and he was just jumping over his bullets. That was yeah. pretty good.
1: Which yeah, actually sure. It actually shows how well trained, how well trained these guys are. Like, you didn't get, really get to see that much in, like, the Dark Dead trilogy, but these League of Shadows guys are very, are trained extremely, extremely well. hmm
0: Yes. And then, of course,
1: we I, uh, I did, like, um, start, I did, like, setting up the booby traps for the guys, too.
0: Yes. That was incredible.
1: The home alone the home alone as I like to call it. and of course, minding your surroundings. I, I'm I'm sorry, that's a nitpick, but we as shadows really need to do like a correspondence course about minding their surroundings, don't they? Yeah, I know. Can, people seem a problem
0: with that, don't they? They seem to, which which makes no sense, seeing as how they teach minding surroundings. But you know, I mean,
1: Yes, exactly. I don't know. So, so what? So what? So what? You're just having like a substitute or an adjunct professor teach that course.
0: And and one of the best parts of this fight for sure, and probably my favorite part of this whole fight, was when Oliver just crashes through the clock tower. And just dies
1: no, right no, there. No, not crashes through the clock tower. I need to, I need to like put an addendum to it. Not crashes through the clock tower. The arrow goes through. See the line, then he go with the club door.
2: Yes,
0: it's it's not like Smallville where a hot it. man just throws him. I just I, I just love the I just love it
1: like the that's such an old school DC thing like where you see like the arrow just go through and then a couple seconds later you bust the window. I love that old school
0: stuff. Yes, it's it's great. It really.
1: Um. Is. Um. I I love I. You may think differently. I love it when Sarah kills the one... Sarah kills the... the owl... 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 I'll call him. Owl... Correct me, please. Owl Yeah, I love it that he killed him. And you think he's gonna kill the other guys, too. But no, it's like... You, you tell go. Just quarrels with me. Stay away from my family. And... Do we... I mean i trying kind to of insult but do you really think
0: Rozogul is actually going to listen to that? No, Razogul's is just going to kill that guy and say, send some more. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, like, if Senator actually really believes that Rozogul is actually going to listen to this guy, like, <clears throat> listen to like, you really don't know Ros very well,
0: do Although, the only, the only consolation of that is, or I guess that's not the, the right word, but the only rebuttal to that is, is that she did kill Alawal. Whose name is the first, which I can only assume means that he's one of the top ranking members of the League of Assassins. Therefore, he might listen to her at that point and just go search for her instead. In
2: my,
1: in, in my, in my mind, in this maybe just my mind, he's the first student that Ra's Al Ghul actually trained. Yeah. Because, Ra's his family members.
0: because he know because even in the comics, he knows who Batman is. He knows he's Bruce Wayne, but he has never once went after Alfred, or never once went after Robin. He's never needed to. He's gone directly to Batman and say, "Let's go."
1: he's kidnapped them, but he's never actually really harmed
0: them. Right.
1: Well, and and even in
0: the yeah, Hush story could... arc, he puts a sword through the Bat computer without Alfred even knowing, and without even touching Alfred, who's upstairs.
1: Yeah, and let the record show, we forgot this, um, League of Assassins know who Oliver is. They know he's the Green Arrow.
0: Well, most likely.
1: Yeah, because, well, if they didn't, then they do now knowing how he fights. Because, to quote to Bruce Wayne, fighting styles are like fingerprints.
0: True, but the only one who could tell the rest of the League of Assassins who Oliver was, because he fought him both as Oliver and arrow would be wall and he's dead so they may may not know i'm assuming you're right they probably do but there's always it's always possible i'm, that assume, they
1: don't. I'm assuming they i'm assuming they know because they're the league of test. if anybody would know they would right um i mean i need to before we get into the last end of the clock and maybe this is an easter egg hold on maybe this is an easter egg but Sarah does mention last time I saw a hood like that, Shadow was wearing it. So she does know Shadow, she does know slate.
0: Yes. A nice
1: little combo. I, I have to think either one or both of them are gonna show up at the end of the sequence. I or,
0: quite or honestly, that. the the way Sarah talks about it, my thought process is that Shadow is probably dead. And the only reason I say that is because she says, last time I saw this hood, Shadow is wearing it. But then when she first appears to Oliver, she says, what happened to Slade? And doesn't ask about Shadow.
1: Yeah, I, I have to, I have to, you could be right about that. I hope
0: I'm not I, right. I, uh, I hope uh, I'm not right. But I could I, be. I,
1: I could see, I could see you being correct just because of, but, the hood looks exactly like Yafi's and Shadows, so that maybe that's why he wears the green hood. It's the it same one.
0: It's the same one, that's why. It's all the yeah. same hood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know what? That, that's a good explanation for me. He wears it because it should be of the people that saved his life.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, that makes full sense, but. I really don't want Selena J to go just because I love her. I love her as a person, and I love her as a character of Shadow. But you you could be right, man. You could be absolutely, totally right.
0: And again, um, I hope I'm wrong. The,
1: <laughs> the last thing of the clock tower, I was not throwing stones at Sarah's explanation for leaving. But again, that opens the door for her to come back, too. Because sin, sin might stone her yeah. or something.
0: Now, to be now for the record, it does not look like she'll be coming back for the rest of the first half of the season because we have too much to do up until then, especially with Barry Allen and the trial and stuff like that. So I don't think she'll be back but
1: this fine, half. But fine, you left it open. You know, well enough to where if League of does come back or some big that does happen to the Lance family, you can just put Sarah back in. And the way they lift right. her off, they have to assume that Sarah is not just going to be a season long character. She's going to be p- periodically back through the series, you know, a couple times through it.
0: Well, I personally think she'll probably die at the end of the season, but if she doesn't, then yes, I would agree.
1: If, if she does die, you have to show her a lot.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, so, I think must, she'll be back the second half. I think it'll be a lot like Chloe Sullivan in season ten of Smallville, where she's back have, a lot. The second half. I mean,
1: half. we have to, we have to, we have to remind ourselves too that we're barely into the first half of the season, even though it feels like we've already had like 13 episodes.
0: Yeah, it feels like we're already like halfway through, but we're not.
1: Yeah, and we're not, and we're not even close. Um, you, you didn't. You didn't post... Well, you kind of did and you kind of didn't. Um, I know. Oh no, they were talking about Sarah. We do. We do. Um, see what happened to Sarah after she got our got, got got in the water after the gambit went down. It's heartbreaking that Oliver is mere like feet away from where Sarah actually is in the water. Yes. Um. I got two things I got two things with Sarah just in the water and in and later on when she gets captured by the, the same guy that actually captured Oliver Queen in season eight of Swavo actually. That is really ironic. Yeah. Um, um no, it's called Vancouver. They can everybody to no <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: kidding. Irony, um, no, it's I'm, Vancouver.
1: I, I, here's the thing, I got a Titanic vibe with with just being on that, like, little piece of wood out in the middle of the ocean, but I also got, when they threw her in that cell, we talked about Jean Valjean looked down, I was, I'm expecting to say, Sarah to say, I dreamed a dream of time by. <laughs> oh my
0: God, That would be brilliant. <laughs> that would be, like, that would make the series complete. That would be it. <laughs> I, like, quite honestly, like that wouldn't have worked TV wise, and it wouldn't have even worked in the context of the scene, but I wouldn't have cared, and I would have actually probably given this episode a higher rating.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you should like,
1: only get that though, right? You should yes. like, only get that though, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. That That's beautiful. I love it. Someone needs to do that. Someone re-edit that scene for us.
1: Well, maybe we just play that scene at the end of our uh, ending music, I
0: don't know. Well, it could be. If not, it'll be Batman Begins stuff.
1: Because, because quite, quite honestly, that's stuff, especially with the way she looked and how vulnerable she was, I was happy. I'm expecting her to think that uh, we Because you got, will only be asleep last week, and we got, I to dream this weekend for that, for um, more of his and so we're probably gonna get one day more. Another day, another day
0: today. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's, that's good.
1: That's good. That's totally going to, that's totally going to Or, or, um, Laura's going to take, um, Donner's offer and rip it up and throw it into the
0: wind. Uh, see, that would be a great opening. That would be amazing. <laughs> that's how you start Staper's Queen, right there. Okay.
1: Okay, 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 we're having too so much fun. Going back to the flashback scene, I really liked how Sarah w- w- was vulnerable and and really, like, even more so than Oliver when he showed up on the island. Really. I don't want to use this word in a negative way, but it's going to sound like a negative way. Useless and really pathetic.
0: Yes. No, I'm with you, yeah. I
1: mean, I'm just. I'm just saying that in a factual way because, you know, Oliver, I mean, it's, a, it's different when somebody's taken hostage and they're a guy and someone's being taken hostage and they're a woman. Especially the way Sarah is presented in her underwear all wet and just completely catatonic. I don't blame her, but, um, um... It is what it is. We do get to we do get to see the um, evil congressman from the ninth season of Swallow. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, Casey's older brother from Dawson's Creek. There's a reference for you. Um, what, what is this character's backstory, or do you want to leave this for the for the um Easter eggs?
0: Let's leave Ivo's backstory for the Easter eggs.
1: Okay. Um. Do you think that the, because we see we see Sarah within a year going into like the flashback vaccine where she's going pretty much kick off her in the guts? Um, do you think she's on something? And is it something the serum that this, this doctor is developing curing people or saving people or whatever whatever he said, I don't I don't remember the exact terminology.
0: She could either be on something, or she could be acting.
1: Yeah. And and I have to remind myself that when Oliver is getting kicked in the guts by Sarah, it has been a year since the gambit went down. Yes. Or at least six months since the gambit went down. So there is some, so there is some time, so there is some time, um, um, between the two, between. Like, when Oliver sees Sarah again, because quite honestly, I don't blame Oliver for thinking that she's dead. Why wouldn't he think she's dead? Um, Dickle and Oliver, um, do you like that Oliver, because of Sarah's return, is being more open with at least Dick about what actually happened uh, uh, the years on the island?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he has to be more open with Diggle, because if more people do return, Diggle needs to know what's going on.
1: Well, the only reason he's doing it is because Sarah returned. If she didn't, there would be no point to it.
0: No, but, no, exactly. But I think at this point, Oliver's realizing that, like he even says in the episode, his past is catching up with him. That being said, if more people show up than he knew before, He's gonna be screwed. His team is gonna be screwed if they don't know what's going on. If they're and if they're in the dark. Plus, I just love the line where he tells Diggle that he's right, and Diggle's like, "I usually am." That was brilliant.
1: Yeah. Um. Here, here's, here's, this, here, here's, the thing. Also, with Diggle and with Oliver. Um. And this kind of relates to Laurel, and we're gonna get, get to that after this. Well, Oliver's seen what the past can do to a person if they keep that all inside. He's seeing what they're doing to Laurel, and he doesn't want to go down that path. That's what I'm thinking on Laurel, but I think that's why he thinks the way he thinks in this episode. Yeah. And that's why he opens up to, to dig What do you think?
0: I agree. I think he also sees yeah. what's going on with Sarah, too, and what happened with Lance last year. Yeah.
1: And... and And finishing officer, do you think, do you think that Oliver is more than capable of taking on the League of Shadows or, oh sorry, the League of Assassins? Do you think he's more than capable of taking them on or do you think he's a little bit overwhelmed by the League of Assassins?
0: I think if it were him versus all three of them in this episode, I, I think he might have won. But I wouldn't be 100% sure on that. It seemed like he needed Lance and Canary's help fighting them off. Yeah. And vice versa, but, of
1: course. Uh, but but again, I, I think he's just, uh, just a little bit like, overwhelmed. Because the League of, League of Assassins, that type of fighting is not totally different from what he learned from Shadow and Yalfe. But he was a little bit... Overwhelmed because quite honestly, a woman, you were overwhelmed when you fought Malcolm Rowan. So I'm I'm a little bit worried for Oliver because he's not Bruce Wayne in terms of fighting at this point
2: in his life.
0: No, absolutely not. Bruce Wayne knows almost every martial art there is. Oliver only learned what he could learn on the island and whatever time he spent off of the island. So he he has a little limited, more limited experience in terms of fighting. So I yeah I, I'm with you. I would be out you know if what? he went up against him alone.
2: And you know,
1: and you know what? That can lead for some great like physical strife on Oliver's part because he's not as tra- he's not as well trained as those other guys. But I think they let this this again. I think they let the series one very well. Um, the Quinn and Wilson... Um. I thought it was just really awkward. I don't know how you feel, but I just got a lot of awkwardness. But you know what? Again, I don't. I don't mean to sound like beating a dead horse here, but I think that's what it was intended to be.
0: I'm I'm with you. I, I kind of just rolled my eyes, quite honestly.
1: Yeah, I don't really think we needed it, mainly because Laurel is still going through what she's going through. And she has no idea what what um her dad's talking about
2: here. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, um, let's go. I, I need some Cadbury's, otherwise known as Easter Eggs. What are the Easter Eggs, yes,
0: yes, I will give you some DC Universe Easter Eggs, guys, before we go into talking about Blood Rush, which is the, uh, the Arrow miniseries now airing within the series and, of course, online. But before we get into that, let's go into some DC Universe Easter Eggs. First, the first one on the list this week is is the, quote, Mind Your Surroundings, which is what Sarah says to some of the members of the League of Assassins when um, her Home Alone traps start going off inside the clock tower. Now, Mind Your Surroundings is probably the number one lesson that the League of Assassins, League of Shadows, Society of Shadows, has taught their members throughout the years, throughout various continuities. Especially, most importantly, and probably... If no one listens. Yes, and no one listens, apparently. But probably most importantly... Um, and most well-known uh, aspect of this, or I guess mo- most well-known um, version of this, is in Batman Begins, where you have Henry Ducard, who's really Rachel Ghoul, training Bruce Wayne on the ice. And he keeps telling him to mind his surroundings, mind his surroundings, and of course Bruce falls through the ice, and eventually he learns. It is the number one lesson of the League of Assassins in any version of the DC Universe, and I think it's worth mentioning here because of how important that line is. And even though it was kind of kind of just a just a line to be said in this episode, I think it was very important to Easter egg. Um, moving on, m- moving on to the League of Assassins knife that you see in Laurel's apartment. The, how the League of Assassins or League of Shadows usually calls people to attention or calls people to a fight is by placing a weapon, normally a sword, but it has been a knife or a dagger in the past, with their logo on it. In a specific location where they know that the hero will see it, and that is how they know that a fight is coming and that need they need to prepare. They don't just attack you out of the blue; they normally set it up beforehand. They're yeah. very they're very skilled that way. Um, yeah,
1: it's it's their so, it's their so way it's of so letting people people know that they're invited to a fight.
0: Yes, but they don't talk about it because you're not supposed to actually talk about Fight Club.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um Yes um, no no now no, Doctor Ivo wait, wait, what's up with that?
0: Yes, Dr. Anthony that- Ivo. Yeah, he's the one who finds he's the one who finds um Sarah after the Queen Gambit's or the Queen's Gambit goes down.
1: Okay.
0: He yes. in the comic books is actually a big scientist guy. He first appeared in Brave and the Bold issue 30, which I believe is a Justice League story, question mark. He's most well known for creating androids, including people like Red Volcano, Red Tornado, um, but most specifically, Amazo. And if you guys remember from last week and the week before our Easter eggs, then obviously I the Amazo is the name of the ship. Oliver, Slade, and Sarah are all on within the flashbacks. And which.
1: <laughs> and do, you think we'll, and do, and do you think we'll see a within this series or in the season? Like an actual guy or just the name
0: of the ship? I think at this point it'll just be the name of a ship, which is still better than nothing. But I do like the fact that they make Ivo its captain or at least the guy in charge of everything. I think that's very cool. And that's a very good Easter egg for DC Comics um, junkies like myself. He, he, he actually has a genius level in, intellect, and what's interesting is, usually in the comic books, his face is very disfigured. So I'm wondering if something like that will happen sometime in the series, probably by Slade, seeing as how they disfigured Slade's face, but we'll see. Um, and finally, this actually was not in um, the episode, but Stephen Amell last week, before the episode aired, hinted on his Facebook... By posting a picture of the Justice League of America with Green Arrow being included um, on his Facebook wall. And a lot of people are Don't thinking... Don't like that, Mr. Mo? What? Don't tease us like that,
1: Mr. Mo?
0: Yes. A lot of people are thinking that that either means that the Justice League will start being more present on Arrow, as in you're seeing the flash and you may be seeing someone else. But a lot of other people are saying that it's possible that the Arrow will tie into the DC cinematic universe. And we've talked about this before, so we won't go into it again. But it was very interesting that he teased us the way he did. And I'm I'm very curious to wonder or figure out what that means. So Do
1: you, do you really think that they're gonna actually bring in like Aquaman and to Jordan and those people on Arrow?
0: I think of any of those characters, you should be bringing in Hal Jordan, because of the Denny O'Neill Neil Adams run. Yeah,
1: but I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they brought
2: in Aquaman.
0: I would not be either, especially since in the New 52, Aquaman and Green Arrow actually meet during Oliver's time on the island, or at least it's alluded to that being the case.
1: Or, and they could bring him in present time with somebody trying to do experiments on him?
0: Yeah, or they could bring him in I the cast. Yeah, kind of like they did
1: on small yeah, like yeah. Um. Um. Before we get into Twitter's Twitter, Twitter stuff, I mean, or, um we're gonna go into Dan and Andy's thoughts, correct?
0: Well, we're gonna do Blood Rush and then go into that.
1: Okay, can we do can we do Dan and Andy's thoughts because I I still need to rewatch um.
0: Blood Rush, so
3: let's, let's go to game first and then we'll go into Blood Rush. Sounds good. Well, hi, Michael and Wu. It's Andy and Dan. As usual, we're going to talk, give you our brief thoughts about this week's episode of Arrow, League of Assassins. Great. Oh, my God. League of Assassins was just awesome. We Great we ha- fight scenes. Yeah, James James Bamford, he is for the win. When it comes to action <laughs> scenes, I, fi- I wish there had been more members with him. Al Noval or whatever his name
4: was. I'm. You got to build up to it, though. I think we'll get more ninjas as it goes on. Yeah,
3: I'm. I'm glad that he that one of them got away. I wish that that, yeah. that the main one had survived because he was just so menacing.
4: Oh yeah. He was really good. Oh yeah, very very good call on him. I mean, you really thought he could put them in their place. <laughs> exactly, and
3: I I hope. They mentioned the child of um, Ghoul, which is me. By the way, no, it's it's Talia, too, totally. Yeah, I think we will see her first
4: before Ghoul. I agree. That's how they totally did on the animated series. I think it's going to be the same thing here.
3: Yeah, you know, if they can rip, you know, if they can rip off one line, you know, one dialogue from Batman Begins*, why can't they just rip off from the anime, animated series? That was
4: awesome. I know it was
3: awesome. it was I awesome. It was awesome, but I, like, I only heard, like. When she said a line, I think maybe you felt this too, Wu, but I was into this mode thinking, hey, I'm hearing Liam Neeson right now and he, he looks like a beautiful woman.
4: Right, okay. kind of yeah. thought it was still awesome.
3: Yeah, it was, I, I had nothing against it, but it was... I loved that. I, but it was still something they took from him again. So.
4: Speaking of things that I loved, Quentin and Lance, once again, that actor, Paul Blackthorn, gave another great performance in this episode. Yeah.
3: I would I just wanted to fly over to Vancouver and give him the biggest hug ever because I'm so tired. I you know I love the storyline, but I'm so tired of he, that of lands getting so much crap. Can yeah. we ever can, will he ever find peace?
4: I I don't know, Andy.
3: Like seriously, I think he's going to die, but you know, before the show is all over.
4: Yeah. He's kind of that Jonathan Kent character. That's where he's going right now.
3: But like it makes me sad.
4: It is. It's it's sad. Cause I think it's supposed to be. I, I really think it's the motivation to what's gonna get Laurel to become black and airy. Kind of for us to accept her character when she turns around because right now I think she's kind of ticking some of us off. I I just think the way she's behaving or they're, they're having the character is just silly. Because the only problem I have to show I'm really into it. I think where it's going is great. Oliver's story is excellent. But I just, the Bill Papa thing and stuff, I know they're trying to apply that great storyline with Roy from the Green Arrow comic books to to her, but I, I just, it's it's giving me a bad affiliate. It's turning me off to the character. And that's a shame because I really like Katie Cassidy as an actress. Well, let's,
3: you know, I, I'm never going to give up hope. Because I love Katie Cassidy, you know, you know, you know. I why. think
4: they know what they're doing. It's just we gotta get there sooner.
3: Yeah, it, it's taking too long. Yeah, and I'm tired of her. You know, I think they're probably gonna, you know, break her character down, you know, down to the knees, and then build her up again. I think that's yeah. what's gonna happen. I think she will. I think she's gonna be bro- broken down, and she's gonna dye her hair blonde because that's what people do when they have a breakdown. And um since she's gonna rise and become strong. But then what do you do with Sarah? Do you kill her off?
4: Yep. Oh. Plain and simple. So then she her dad dies and then her sister dies? No no no. First her Ooh.
3: sister dies. And then probably the you know, probably the dad afterwards.
4: I want um Quinn Lancelot to have heroic death. Actually, I want both of them to have a heroic death.
3: Yes, I think that's what's going to happen. And I think when Sarah dies, because there's no way Sarah is going to survive. I'm sorry, you right. you were supposed to die in that sh- No, you were not supposed to die in that ship. Uh, but. Yeah. You know, you almost did it, and whatever. That was her death the second time. You think it's going to be Oliver's fault? No, I think it's going to be her own fault, but she is going to do something heroic. Okay. Do you think it could somehow be Laurel's fault? No, I don't want it to be Laurel's fault because I'm tired of people blaming her for everything. Yes. Everyone runs from Laurel. That's what she said. And I'm like, no, sweetie. I, 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 I'm i sitting right here. I'm sitting <laughs> right here. And I love you. And like, okay, let's keep it PG. And yeah. uh, no, but the League of Assassin, I want to see that. I want to see that apartment. I want to go to that apartment right now.
4: I think we'll see it. I think that's coming. I wonder what set, what, where in Vancouver they will shoot it, though. Well, I think that's going to be the episode where John Barrowman comes back. He is not going to be alive. Well, no, it's going to be flashbacks. Oh, okay. Flashbacks. Yeah,
3: I think we're going to see when he came to Nanda Parbat.
4: Right. Right. Well, and Sarah may be in that episode. And then they and have sex. there as well. No. Why not?
3: Okay, PG. PG. And uh, no, but I haven't seen that part. I've been—I'm trying to find images of, of it in the co- in the comic books or whatever. But but let's move forward. I yeah. think the writing and directing of this episode was fantastic, and oh yeah, uh, Jay Coburn and
4: Drew, Drew C. Greenberg—they did a fantastic job. And the directing deserves credit too because that scene where Oliver, I mean, where Quentin got reunited with Sarah could oh. been really cheesy. It was not cheesy and it wasn't at all yeah I agree I cry
3: and I cry the, the worst part was when Sarah had to leave again oh yeah and now he has to keep quiet about it
4: and that's that's gonna tear him apart for the next couple of weeks
3: yeah no but overall it's it's a it's an, ama- an amazing scene yeah. you know we got to meet um, dr. Ivo by the D- little D- Neil first off how the heck do you look that good in that age? I'm just saying, yo. Secondly, seriously, how do you look that good? But thirdly, I think he's good in his role. I think he's slick and he's very intimidating, and I think that fits yeah. because we saw it on the Jungle Justice animated show, and he was really good there as well.
4: Yes, I think it'd be interesting to see. I I don't. I want to see more of him. Cause see how his villainous attitude works on the show. But from what I've seen so far, it looks good. Yep. And, uh, and no, Thoughts on when we see Amazon?
3: Sure. Why not? Okay. If we can see Flash, then we can see Amazon and then we... No, but yeah. if we can see Amazo, if we can see Amazon, then we probably can see, you know, something like Venom from Bane. But yeah. we, we probably won't. But we're getting way out of tracks here, guys. Uh, overall, f- best episode of the season. I can't wait to hear your thoughts, and I'm sure Dad is just equally, equally excited. Are you? And
4: also, if... I am, and also if you did get a chance to check it out, watch the Blood Rush. <laughs> it was pretty, that show. was pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. It was Roy and Felicity interacting for the first time, and that was kind of fun.
3: I wonder if it's, uh, if, it's if it's canon. <laughs> if it's canon. oh my! And, God.
4: I think it would have to be. Yeah, because Smallville did that. It was canon, so yeah, I would agree.
3: Yeah, but guys, we will see you next week. Have a good one. Yeah, have a good show. See ya. So thanks, Dan and Annie, for your thoughts on this week's
0: episode. This week's episode was definitely awesome, and we're glad to hear you guys talk about this episode and be as excited about it as we are, for sure. So, woo! now that we've given you time to rewatch that, uh, the Blood Rush episode, let's get into it. What did you
2: think?
1: Okay. I thought the chemistry between Colin Haynes and EBR was fantastic. I, uh, if they are dating in real life, you know, good for them, because I can totally... The chemistry is a Latin of whatever big deal, whatever big deal. I hope we see more of their interactions acting on the show. So, the characters, him being more different and her being kind of effervescent, like, yeah, the chemistry between the two of them actually really works. I love, I love EBR, like, dancing and singing to herself.
2: Yes.
0: With, with her Bose headphones.
1: Yes. Bose is actually a very good sound system, by the way, for so those of who, I mean, it's not just, like, a cheap advertising like thing, they actually do make some really good audio awesome stuff.
0: Oh, interesting, okay. That's good to know.
1: Yeah.
0: That's yeah. good to know for some sure. Some of the
1: best speakers I've ever heard from are from Bose, so, um...
0: Now, I don't know what this problem Quentin Lance is talking about, because we haven't been told anything. In fact, they didn't even announce that this miniseries was happening, they just aired it during the episode. So I was shocked altogether, yeah. um, But I, I'm wondering what this is about and if Roy himself is going to be the one being able to handle it.
1: Very, very old school WP in that sense. But
0: yeah, like with the Chloe movies. Chronicles or the Vengeance Chronicles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So,
1: yeah, I, I you know, liked I it, it a lot. I thought this
0: was... It. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I, de- I definitely like this. I think I it's mean, a really cool I idea.
1: Mean, what is, what is there, I mean, what is there to say? Like, Roy comes in looking for Oliver. He finds Felicity. Maybe a little, a little banter back and forth. And then she gets a call from Quentin Lance. Like, there's really nothing to say very much with this
0: one. No, there's no, there's really not. In fact, we've had some digital comics that were like that, too, last year. But, but it is always good to review them and let our audience know that they're out there. Um. Yeah. So with that, um, with that word, you... yes, we, we should, we should get into Twitter thoughts for sure. Um, let's start out with Wallyu from the UK who said, Ivo assassins Sarah's past Mora. There's certainly a lot going on on arrow. We have Lauren from TVA ever after saying, I liked seeing, uh, David and I, I, I will just not pronounce his name. That is Al O.L. in the, in a fun villainous me, role.
1: That's just me. Yes. That's just me.
0: Yes. Well, this is the actor's name though, so I mean, there is that. Uh but she liked seeing him oh. in a fun, villainous role and wished he hadn't died. And I'm and I'm kinda with him to, with her to an extent because he would have been cool to come back, but who but would have so many
1: villains This season it's not even funny.
0: And there's so many villains that I went in the show so far that I wish hadn't died because I would really like to see a lot of them back.
2: Yeah.
0: So so there's that. Um, Darren Bogus said, I don't I just don't understand how they managed to keep outdoing themselves. Hashtag League of Assassins. Uh, Killua said, liked that they gave a mention to Talia, which gives us so many clues. Uh Terrence said, Ronnie Raymond and uh oh, nope, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Dustin Schaefer said, I dig that they're creating a greater DC universe in movies and television. Hopefully we can continue to see all this grow. Maddie said, Loving the character development of Paul Blackthorne this season. Last night's episode did not disappoint, meaning League of Assassins. Um, and two more. We have Lauren uh, tweeting and again saying, I must say, even though I was a bit iffy on the recasting of Sarah, I really liked her scenes with Quentin, especially the goodbye. And finally, Jeremy Schwartz said, Sarah revealed herself to her dad. Wasn't expecting that this early. Excited to see when Laurel will find out. So, so a lot of good thoughts this week. I think for me, that's going
1: to be like the big... Because there's a lot of unresolved issues between Laurel and Sarah. Even, like, they even said in the episode, the awkwardness that we saw between Quinn and Oliver... And c Laurel and Oliver in the pilot is like gonna be like tenfold when when Sarah reveals herself to
0: Laurel. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Especially especially if Oliver still has feelings for Sarah.
0: Well, yeah, and there's that and that and that makes things even more complicated. Um
1: Yeah.
0: So that's but basically
1: it's not world season, is it?
0: It is, well, it's not really Laurel's last two years, or last six years, really. (laughs) But, um... And
1: really, really all of this tension and all of this bad stuff is going to lead her wanting to be probably something greater in the future. I mean, like, you mentioned Lana Lang earlier, this is not gonna, she's not gonna be Lana Lang. Like, she's gonna be, like, the opposite of Lana Lang.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and... And let's hope they really bring that into fruition sooner than later. But um, before we do go into the yes, before we do go into the closing though, guys, I do want to plug a great comic book that's out there right now, written by Jeff Lemire and art by Andrea Sorrentino, and that is Green Arrow. Uh, I've t- I've plugged it in the past before. I've even done some reviews on some of the issues, but I'm going to talk very briefly about issue 25 of uh, that just came out this past week, the same day League of Assassins actually aired and that is Green Green Arrow, the Zero Year tie-in. Now, for those of you who don't know, Batman, um, written by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, is having this huge arc right now called Zero Year, which is the beginning of the Dark Knight in um, the New 52 continuity. And a lot of the books, like Action Comics, Batwing, Batgirl, Birds of Prey, Green Arrow, Flash, etc., are having tie-ins to this arc where we see each other all of the other heroes, some of which who are not heroes yet, um, relate and react to the events of Zero Year thus far. And with Oliver Queen this year in issue twenty-five of Green Arrow, we see him immediately return from the island, right when Zero Year and the blackout in Gotham City is happening. And we find out that Mora, his mom, is currently in Gotham City helping people as opposed to plotting against people like, like on Arrow, and. In retaliation and in love for his mother, Oliver runs to Gotham City or rushes, I guess, to Gotham City from Seattle to save her and to protect her. And what's really cool about this is you find out that and or John Diggle, of course, Diggle from the show, is actually Mora's bodyguard in the New 52 continuity, at least it at was like that six years ago. And now we see through this uh, through this issue, how Oliver and Diggle became friends, how they became partners, and the fact that they became Team Arrow for at least a year or two within the New 52 continuity. That is until Roy Harper came into the scene and started to mess things up and dissolve the team. And now, of course, that's where the book is in the present. But this, this book is really cool. Very good flashback issue, very good origin of the Green Arrow, and of course his partnership with Diggle issue, and it really gets you guys excited for Diggle being in the Green Arrow book, because last month's issue uh, was his first appearance, this month explains his origins a little bit more, and in the next few months we will be having an arc with Diggle that will be very exciting and sounds very cool, so definitely go check out Green Arrow issue 25 by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino, it's a great book, great for Arrow fans, and really just like issue 17, the first of this Jeff Lemire run, it is a great jumping off point, or jumping on, I should say, point for this book and for this series. So definitely check that out if you're a Green Arrow fan or even if you're just an Arrow fan.
1: Okay, and oh, this actually leads into what we're going to talk about in the spoilers because it's going to be very, very or heavy in the next episode. But before we get there, we have a, our Twitter is... At Arrow Podcast, that is at Arrow Podcast. Our voicemail is 1773 809 3363. That is 1773 809 3363. Please specify if you want to leave a voicemail for us and please, please, please do so. Specify Long or Michael and Lou. We have our normal Across the Airways for at Across Airways. We have our website, which is www. And if you buy anything off of iTunes, whether it be iBooks, whether it be TV shows, whether it be movies, whether it be music, please click the link on our website that supports us through iTunes. Please click the link. We get a cut of it. And if you, and so if you shop on iTunes, please do so. Our email is acrosstheairways at gmail.com. It is acrosstheairways at gmail.com. Please specify, like, if you would, for leaving a voice voicemail, please specify long 100, and we will read it on the show. I have a personal Twitter. at WSK9002, at WSK9002.
0: pretty much covered everything definitely check out green arrow issue 25 it's a great issue for arrow fans great jumping on point definitely keep watching arrow guys and it's, it's just an amazing show so um i'm michael j petty with me is my partner in crime Lewis kim and until the next exciting episode of arrow or unless we don't see you in the spoilers after the music we will catch you on the airwaves and see you next week guys thanks for joining us have a great one and definitely keep watching this show
2: I'm going to bring Nyla back. My favorite American! Need to help a friend. There is yeah. nothing money cannot buy in this country. They have him clocks running. Violent psychopaths. kill What happens in Russia stays in Russia. They're all new. This Wednesday at 8, 7 central on The CW.
0: The official description for episode of season two, episode six of Arrow, entitled Keep Your Enemies Closer Reads. Diggle goes after Deadshot. Amanda Waller sends Argus agents to kidnap Diggle. Waller informs Diggle that Lila has gone missing after following a lead on Deadshot in Moscow. When Diggle tells the team he's headed to Russia to rescue Lila, Oliver and Felicity decide to join. But things get messy when Isabel Rochef shows up. On the tarmac, and insists on joining Oliver's "quote unquote" work trip. Meanwhile, Mora's lawyer Jean tells Thea that dating Roy, a known criminal, is hurting her mother's case. Guy Norman B directed the episode, written by Ben Sokolowski and Ben and Beth Shorts. Yeah, I know. I, we just need to make it a drinking game on whose name we can pronounce on this show and whose we can't. Okay, first of all,
1: first of all, um, that, was, that, was not my, that was not my text message, by the way, that was Michael's. Um, first, of, first of all, Gene, you can suck it all I what to say in terms of who Thea, Thea should date in terms of Roy. Because, yeah, it's not going to make her kids look good, but really is Roy dating Thea going to make her kids look that much worse? I don't...
0: Whoa, jeez, hello. I don't think so.
1: Yeah, oh, that's why I say you can suck it. Um, it. Isn't how actually showing up on this like, this like in this episode and in this way? Hello, someone like, girl well, in the bed. Thank you very much.
0: Oh my gosh. That was um, so hot. I'm not going to lie. Yeah.
1: You, well, she has an attractive woman. I, I, I can visualize that scene in my head where, where Oliver tries to, like, get, to get to the airport and the just the there.
0: I don't think you're wrong. I think she also has an ulterior motive. Of course, because she's a villain. Hello. Correct
2: me if
1: I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but did did Dicko say that Lila used to be his
2: wife? He said
0: that in the trailer. I don't know. It could they could very he could very well say that while under interrogation or something like that, um at the hands of the Russians. But he could also be saying that meaning it's true, and I honestly cannot tell.
1: I think this. I think this might be the best standalone episode since legacies in terms of just the the scope of this wide wide story. And also bringing back Deadshot, who's tied up right across right across the coat hanger from from Diggle. I just love that visual. Women just like kind of like prison clothes and. Diggle is tied up and he can't do anything about that show. I just love that. I just love that. Yeah, I'm and with I, you. I, and I can't wait for some. And I can't wait for some dialogue between Diggle and um, Deadshot um, because we didn't get. I mean, yeah, we got it in season one, but not really. Yeah. I right. I don't think there's going to be flashbacks at all. If there is, they're not going to be the flashbacks that we're kind of used to on the show.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a whole lot. Um for them to do in terms of flashbacks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because this because this story is going to be a wide scope and now we're going to find a little bit about Oliver's background with the Russian (coughs) Rafa I think it's pronounced on the show.
0: Yeah. And I oh my gosh I look forward to that.
1: And I guess they could do flashbacks if it all involves the boat but I don't think we're going to see Sarah in these flashbacks.
0: No. No. I, I don't either but but who knows? Like, with this show, anything goes, really.
1: Yeah, and before we go, we should really mention something that we didn't. This is the first appearance of, um, I don't, I'm sorry.
0: Amanda uh, Waller?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of the actress's name. Uh, um, Cindy Addie Robinson, who plays the uh, era's version of Amanda Waller. This is a big deal to have her on
2: the show.
0: Amanda Waller. I, I was going to say, why is that actor such a big deal? Or actress such a big deal? But yeah, definitely Amanda Waller is a huge deal, especially for those of you who read comic books and know who she is. If not, go watch Smallville Season 9. If not, go watch the Green Lantern movie, because she's in, like, everything DC Comics. Watch the Justice League the
1: Animated Series, which I think was the best interpretation of Amanda Waller.
0: I think so, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and even if um, you just go watch Checkmate from Smallville, like you don't need to know anything about that show, it's it's a total comic book come come to life that episode. So, it, it's worth. Yeah. it. and she is played so well in that episode by Pam Greer. Oh my gosh, but anyway.
1: Yeah, uh, but I think I think this actress will be great as Amanda Waller. I am assuming that it's gonna be the same thing that it was with that I kind of kind of assumed it was when in an episode in the first episode of the season that there will be some tension between Dave and Oliver and hopefully that's around Amanda Waller and her little puppet master games that she likes to play. But again, I this may be the best standalone episode um since, again since Legacy. Just in terms of story, what do
2: you think, Michael?
0: I, I think you're right. I think it definitely has the potential to be, and quite, and oddly enough, I think legacies was episode six of season one, and this will be episode six of season two. So there you go. I
1: think you may be right. I think I think you may be right. Um, again, there's really nothing to say. We'll, I'm looking forward to the next six episode. This episode's going to be fantastic. Again, no sl- no slubs this this far in terms of story. Every episode's been pretty darn good. In
0: terms of story. Oh, absolutely. And it and it really looks like they're trying to ramp up Argus and potentially the Suicide Squad now, which makes me very excited yeah. because that would work so well in the show, it's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: there's so much there's so many different flavors of the show. <laughs> um,
0: but you know what's even um, better, Wu? What's even better is that the episode after this next episode brings the return of the count. So so there is that. Acceptable. oh my gosh that guy is so awesome but but okay, anyway okay
1: but anyways guys uh, um we'll see you next week for keep your enemies closer or as i like to call it with uh, in russia with arrows with love that really should have really been the title of this next episode but anyway we'll see you guys next
0: week. yep see you guys